1: Nerds and geeks, hold on to your seats, cause it's about to go down. <coughs> Welcome to Nerdorama, the voice of the nerd nation. I'm Mo Kelly. He's Tawala Sharp, and together we bring you your daily dose of nerd news, analysis, and conversations with the best and brightest of the nerd verse. That woman is no ordinary superhero. No, really, in a genre replete with vigilantes born of privilege and pristine origins comes instead Ryan Wilder. When Ryan's not beating venerable villains like Victor Zass, she's struggling to not violate her own parole, come to terms with previous relationships, and just make ends meet. This Batwoman is great at beating criminals and thieves because she's from that world, kind of, sort of, and can think like them. And joining me right now via Zoom is Gotham's newest cape crusader with her own healthy supply of what's been called Batgirl magic. The star of Batwoman herself, Javicia Leslie. Javicia, it is so good to talk to you this evening. How are you? I'm
2: great. First of all, I need you in everything that I do. Can you please introduce
1: me in everything I do? Well, that means I, I would be your hype man, and I'd be honored to do that. I would be honored <laughs> to. Maybe because you're from, or at least grew up in the DMV, and people who don't know, you're from a military family born in Germany, uh, raised in Maryland, what we call the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. What did that life experience growing up teach you that you might still rely on even today?
2: You know, if, you're, if you know anything about Prince George's County, it's a predominantly... African American county and I saw us in every aspect. I got to see us in the government. I got to see us as teachers. I was able to see us as business owners, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes. And we exist in every capacity. Um, so then when I moved to Los Angeles <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, it was different. We weren't everywhere. It just taught me about perspective. And I love the perspective I was raised with because I think that. Going into the industry that I'm in, it's just so important for me to truly help the world to see that perspective as well, to see our greatness, to see our fullness, to see our complexities. And I I think that truly strengthens me not only obviously as an artist, as an actor, but as a director and as a writer to create more diverse content, more diverse roles. I think what's so interesting is before the last couple of years, we'd watch projects where I could watch an entire project and not see one black person. What society is that in that you can go, and and it's not like they live in the middle of like, an area that is literally no black people. They'll have a show that exists in California. They'll have a show that exists, you know, in places where there's so much diversity. And so I just want to help create worlds, you know, via entertainment, that truly show how diverse we are, and sometimes, you know, just making sure that it's not just diverse in in, in race, but diverse in gender, diverse in sexual identity and orientation. So. I love where I came from because I think it has a huge impact on my perspective of not only the world, but our industry in general.
1: I think that's a fascinating answer. And I think it leads me into my next question as I related to specifically your character of Ryan Wilder, who comes from a very troubled and unstable past. What I mean by that is it's telling a different story, a very diverse story as far as how greatness, superhero greatness can come from all different quadrants of life. Ryan was homeless, abducted at one point. How do you think in a with what we've been talking about her backstory helps tell this very different origin story for a superhero
2: I don't know many superhero stories and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong but that do come from where the superhero does come from the world that they're trying to protect people from it's so rare but I think it's so powerful because Ryan is not a criminal but because she was raised where she was raised and how she was raised, they were the ones that she was surrounded by. So she understands how they think. She understands how they operate. And she's almost like this secret weapon that Gotham has never had and no one expects. Criminals probably do what they do so openly because they know that the people in charge and the heroes that are saving the the, good people don't think like they think. Mm
3: -hmm. So they can
2: outthink them. But with Ryan, she does understand how they think. So she's one step ahead of them. And it just, it makes it really fun. And then to still have Luke and Mary played by Cameron Johnson and Nicole Kang, to have those two characters still exist in Gotham the way that they have historically always existed, uh, which is people of money and prestige. It creates this beautiful blend where with their, their experience and intelligence mixed with Ryan's experience and intelligence, they're always a step ahead of these criminals until
1: they're not. Take me on set with you. I know you're a Muay Thai practitioner, and I know that comes in handy with a lot of the combat and stunt scenes. How does the stunt choreography, which I think is beautiful, I really love the Victor's Ass episode one because I love that character, and I love how he was reinvented, if you will, for the Batwoman universe, and you're still existing within the Batman universe writ large, but how does the stunt choreography process work?
2: So whenever I do have any time off, which is very rare. All five minutes. Um, All five minutes. It gets taken. And it gets taken by stunt rehearsal. And what's really dope is that because I've had, you know, some type of experience doing martial arts and choreography, when we come into our stunt rehearsal, it's almost like we all speak the same language, which allows it to go a lot quicker than it would be if if I hadn't had any experience. And so with choreography and in our stunts they're really like a dance so that everyone's protected but you still have these dynamic moves and blows and things like that so we practice this dance and we practice it over and over and over until we have it right until you know um we know everyone is safe and then when it's time to do it on camera we're able to just add in all of the extra quote-unquote swag that, that is Batwoman to, to bring it to light and to, to bring all of the colors of it and all the, the dynamicness of it. So it's, it's really fun. It's, it's honestly my favorite part of the job. And yesterday we did choreography that I learned the day of. And because of my experience with them and our, us constantly practicing, I was able to pick it up really quickly and do my coverage by myself. Like my stunt double never came into my coverage. I did my entire coverage by myself. And that's something that I never would have expected to be able to do if it hadn't been for my practice with Muay Thai and Bo staff and so forth.
1: That is fascinating because once again, you're showing another side of yourself and also the Ryan Batwoman character who is a very different type of hero. It's a different hero for a different age. As a matter of fact, we got to meet Ryan's girlfriend, Angelique, recently, and it puts an LGBTQ relationship front and center in DC television for a starring character. What do you think that says about where we are as a society today when we as a society are comfortable enough to let Ryan be Ryan? And not only let Ryan be Ryan, but Ryan be Ryan without explanation.
2: That's what I love about this character and all of her colors is that I don't introduce myself with all of my titles, Javicia, you know? So why does she have to, why does the show have to, why can't she just exist and we start paying attention and we start the cameras rolling just in her existence? And we figure it out. And that's what they're allowing. Yeah. And we figure it out and we allow it to just happen. This weird thing about trying to make everyone have to explain themselves. It just doesn't make sense. And I love that in this show, we are just allowing people to just exist.
0: Well, the suit has GPS, so you might as well just give it back now, miss. Wilder, Ryan, and I'm not done with it yet. That suit is meant for a hero, not the lost and found. You tell that to the bored billionaire who found it in Batman's Lost Box?
1: You don't know the first thing about KK. And you sure as hell don't know anything about that symbol.
0: Trust me, I know I'm not a symbol. Or a name, or a legacy. Exactly, so why do you think you're worthy of wearing it? Because I'm a number. I am the 327th baby of a black woman who died during childbirth that year. I'm a $20 a day check to a group home. I'm inmate 4075 serving 18 months for a crime I didn't commit. But I can live with all those numbers because to mama who adopted me, I was her number one. But it turns out she's just one of a quarter million murders in this country who have not seen justice. And that is a number I can't live with. So you can have this damn suit back when her killer is dead.
2: Wow. And how do I feel it impacts our current state? Or what does this say about our current state? It says that people are are, are fighting for representation, but not just representation. I, no, I'm tired of us being the best friend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Like we're more than the, the iconic best friend. We're the leader, we're the superhero. We're the one saving the day, you know? And I think that roles like Ryan Wilder, Nafisa's role in uh, Black Lightning Thunder, you know, all these different diverse characters, they're they're showing true representation, and they're showing a demand for true representation.
1: I'm going to be watching, but I have one more question before I let you go, and it's kind of a personal question for me, not you, because uh, and no one else is listening. It's just you and me, so you go ahead and make fun of me. Word on the street, Chavicia, is that you have a green thumb. Well, I don't have a green thumb. I have, like, a thumb of death. And I will kill a plant unintentionally before I can even get it home. So do you have any suggestions for good indoor low maintenance plants other than yes. a cactus or a rock?
2: Yes, you should get a snake plant. First of all, snake plants are just so cool. They also help create um, healthier air, healthier air for you to breathe in your house. Uh-huh. Um, but I also love them because they're so easy to take care of. They don't need a lot of light. They don't need a lot of water. If you do put too much light, they'll be fine. If you do put too much water, they'll be fine. It's like the easiest plant to take care of. You may need to water it once every six to eight weeks, depending on how, uh, how big the plant is. And just making sure that when you do water it, it still has drain holes at the bottom. I usually like to water my plants in the bathtub. That way the water just comes all the way through. I let them sit in there for about 20 minutes, and I put them back to where they
1: they came from. Now, see, that is great advice. Now, my mother, my sister, uh, my father, they all went to Howard University, and they would be shocked that I spoke to a Hampton University graduate and got all this great information. This is crazy.
2: First of all, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area. So I love everything that is us and everything that is HBCU. So even though we went to different schools in this (laughs) world, we are we are on the same team. okay? And I am here for my H. My 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 Howard alum. And, you know. Yeah, I'm not even going to say anything petty. You know what?
1: I I love (laughs) that. No, because my son went to Hampton. I went to Georgetown. I had to be different. But I just wanted to say I thank you. I appreciate you. And I adore what you're doing specifically as Batwoman on the CW Network. It airs Sundays at 8 p.m. and tune in. Check out Javicia Leslie and see all the great stunt work that she's doing and all the great work she's just doing on screen. Ms. Leslie, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. We've wanted to come on the program for quite some time and we wish you nothing but success in the future.
2: Mo Kelly, thanks for having me.
3: I appreciate you. You served 18 months for me, right? and it's time I start paying you back.
0: Have we met somewhere before? I go alone. We're not partners. (coughs) I wear the suit. I take the bullet. I can't keep working for your approval.
1: As we continue our salute to Batwoman, let me introduce you to Bevan Brew, who plays Angelique Martin on the popular CW show Batwoman. Her history with Ryan Wilder, both childhood and intimate, is slowly being revealed, and anyone familiar with the show knows that it might be a bit... Tricky going forward. Joining me right now on Nerdorama is actress Bevan bro Bevan, a pleasure to meet you. How are you doing today?
3: Hello, hello. I am doing fantastic and so excited and happy to be here.
1: Well, let's start from the beginning. You hail from Miami, but in addition to acting, you're a dancer and writer. Which of your talents did you develop first? That's the first part of the question. And second part, was Hollywood always the goal? Or, you know, did you have dreams of being on Broadway.
3: Wow. Which one came, I think as as a child, um, I just always was playing pretend. Like that was my favorite game to play. So in a way, I feel like acting naturally came first. And then I later got into dance when I was about 10 years old. Um, So I feel like they kind of happened at the same time. And then by 12, I was doing musicals. And then I just did up to like, I think more than 40 musicals by the time I graduated high school. So really my dream was, you know, Broadway. (laughs) Like that was it. You know, I was like, I didn't even think I'd ever live in L.A. So when I kind of landed there and started transitioning more into film and TV, um, it was a a little bit of a surprise, but it also, I think it just feels right.
1: (laughs) So did L.A., call to you or did you seek out LA in other words was your career at a point where you had to move to LA or you went to LA in search of all this Hollywood stuff
3: you know I kind of stumbled into LA. I was living in New York for 6 years and I had recently gotten out of a relationship where we lived together, so I was in the process of looking for a new apartment which anyone who has had to do that in New York Ooh. knows. It is awful. It is so hard. You're like looking at spending so much money to live in a fourth of a shoebox. And <laughs> I had just booked um a film which was shooting in Ohio for a month and then right after that I booked a tour. Uh, doing Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, where I played yours truly, Alvin. And that was going to tour for about three months. So I was like, you know what? Let me just not get a new apartment. I'll sublet for a month. Boom. Live in Ohio for a month. Come back for two weeks. Boom. Live on the road. And as like mid-tour, I realized I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to go back to New York. I'm just going to go to L.A. and start Mm. all over again. No plan. No plan didn't know anybody out there, didn't know where I was going to live. You know, I ended up, you know, finding a roommate on like a Facebook chat kind of thing. And, and I just showed up in LA with the same suitcase I had been living out of for the last like five months. And I just started to kind of, you know, plant my little seeds in the city. and, And now it's been almost like over five years. It just
1: goes by so fast. Wow. It's interesting when you talked about booking jobs in New York and now L.A. I I have to wonder, because just at first glance, one may not guess that you're of Cuban descent from your experience Mm -hmm. working in Hollywood. Has that been helpful or hurtful? Because I suspect that there are some roles they say, oh, you don't look Latin enough. Or they're looking for something else, so there may be stereotypes involved. I don't want to preface the answer, but how has that impacted your career?
3: Oh, I mean, you're 100% accurate. I I have fair skin, blue eyes. You know, my mom and dad both are from Cuba. Cuban blood, fair skin, blue eyes. My mom's wife from Cuba, fair skin, (laughs) the most gorgeous green eyes you will ever see. So we do look this way um but it's so funny because the thing is you look at me okay you think all right caucasian the second i open my mouth the second i start like talking with my hands they're like hold up hold up hold up hold up. <laughs> this is not a girl from alabama this is what is what is this thing uh-huh. you know what is this creature before me like i'm not you know i don't look latin enough to be the true stereotypical latin looking girl and then i just am not caucasian so when I open my mouth, it just doesn't read as like, this white girl from Connecticut. You know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's been a funny, tricky little thing to find, you know, where I live in the space and what is my, you know, quote unquote, casting. But I think now with the way that everything is moving, thank, you know, God, that I think true diversity is really about to hit where you realize that people look all kinds of ways and mm-hmm. are all kinds of backgrounds. And then I think I'll find even a, a stronger position, a stronger foothold in the industry.
1: Let me digress for one second, because I think your answer opens up a whole world of questions that I have, but I'm only going to ask one. What is it like then when you are self-aware that you may appear a certain way to the world? How does it feel then when you see the world reacting to people of Latin descent thinking, that you're not a Latin person standing right next to him. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, like, you know, I, I that's my favorite thing to do, actually, when I meet someone like who you're I invisible. know is like Spanish, <laughs> is to talk to them in Spanish and they freak out. <laughs> like, oh my God. What? You know, like, you know, they'll talk to me in English and I hear the Spanish accent. And mm-hmm. so I reply in Spanish, Oh my isn't the way it is? <inaudible> no let
1: me let me just translate it's like are you Cuban or are you Puerto Rican? You said I was born yes. in Miami. Yeah. I, uh, yes.
3: Yes. I'm
1: like, I know I don't look it, but <laughs> I am baby. <laughs>
3: um, but you know, I've been very, very lucky. I mean I grew up in Miami. In Miami, to be to be honest, if you're like quote unquote white, you're the weird one. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yes, I, I do, never, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never felt, uh, you know, out of place. I never felt that kind of feeling of I don't belong. You know, it was it was actually like when I left, you know, Miami, you're just so used to it. And it's tricky. You know, I have never had any a negative experience, thank God, in that regard where someone was saying something bad about a Hispanic person near me or anything of that nature. And then i turn around and be like, hey, buddy, listen up, man, <laughs> You don't know who you're talking to, okay? Um, so I've just been very lucky in that regard I'm sure it's happened to many people and mm-hmm. it must suck
1: well you know I, in the limited Spanish that I can speak and, and understand it's always interesting I can understand someone just fine who speaks what I call Mexican Spanish I have mm-hmm. it's impossible for me to understand someone who's of Puerto Rican descent or Cuban descent I'm surprised that I understood even five words of what you were saying <laughs> I assume it's like English does it seem or feel real different when you hear different uh cultures speaking Spanish does it jump out at you
3: Oh, hell yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Oh my gosh, yeah, there's such especially cuz it's like Miami Spanglish. It's like a, it's like a separate language. You know, we just flow in and out of Spanish to English. We make up words. So we <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like pig latin, but like the whole city is just making up words and it's just like we know what we're saying. And then you go out and you use that word, and people look at you, and they'll say the right way to call an object. Uh-huh. You know, like we call um, the, the bus like una wawa,
1: uh-huh. like
3: what wawa? <laughs> That's what we call buses. You know, in Miami, la wawa. And then I, I think you know, it, I'm not sure an autobus oh, or autobus. something in, else in LA. It's they like,
1: would say uh, autobus.
3: Yeah, we're sort of fine. And, and you, you know what I'm saying? You go, oi, don't tell a like, what are <laughs> what you saying? saying? <laughs> like, are you a baby? <laughs> and, 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 you know, like, hello. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, yeah, I have, I have trouble, especially because once I left Miami, I didn't really speak Spanish. Like, I didn't really have anyone to speak Spanish to. So, I feel, I mean, I mean I'm pretty self-conscious about it sometimes that I've, like, lost my ability to speak s- s- such fluent Spanish because I wasn't able to practice it mm-hmm. um so sometimes if I you know I meet someone who's speaking Spanish I'll have to be like "Qué? what espera, espera, espera. ¿Qué? wait huh? wait wait <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah hold on hold on hold on, and I'll be like, Come on. Uh, like how do you how do you say um you know like superstitious <laughs> and then they'll, they'll say it or whatever uh-huh. you know so it's it's um it's hard to understand
1: Well, tell me now, with all that as an introduction, tell me about Angelique Martin, who you play on CW's Batwoman. You have a shared childhood history and a little bit more with Ryan Wilder. I'm guessing that things Mm -hmm. were complicated before, and they're going to get a little bit more complicated as the story goes on. What can you tell me?
3: um okay i could say that you're right <laughs> that you are spot on my friend great investigative work
1: but, you, um, but you're not gonna give up the good stuff i understand i gotta at least ask
3: you know mm-hmm. um but uh yes we have that i mean i just i love us you know i it's like sometimes you forget that you're playing a character because you just become so you're involved in the storyline, and you're just like I just I love us. I love where we started, and I just love where we're at. Just the the journeys that we've been on. I love the fact that, of course, Angelique doesn't know this, but that you know Ryan's become Batwoman because in Angelique's eyes, to a, to a degree, Ryan's always been like this superhero. You know, mm-hmm. Ryan's always saved her when she's you know maybe gone too far with the snake bite gone too far with this gone too far with that. Ryan's always been in her eyes, this superhero, you know? So I just, I love that it actually manifested for her in that way. And I think Angelique is she, she's growing up at a slightly slower pace, maturing slightly slower.
1: Uh And you know, and and you know, relationships when people don't mature at the same pace, they tend to grow apart and that can cause some friction. Now from what I've seen of Angelique, I don't know if she's going to be not necessarily a villain, but I think there's going to be some friction in the sense of the life that Angelique came from that Mm -hmm. Ryan can no longer participate in. Put it that way.
3: Yes. I I like to call Angelique the the every man's villain, like the everyday. Right. I got you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, She's, She's just that person who makes the wrong choices with the best of intentions. And I think, you know, Ryan right now is in a position where she's kind of dealing with the entire city's issues, all of Gotham's problems, and the fact that Anjali kind of still is tied up in snakebite, tied up in this, tied up in that. You know, it's like she doesn't have the ability to give that full attention that she maybe once used to be able to. And, you know, they broke up. We broke up for a solid like two and a half years. We Mm -hmm. didn't talk which you saw episode 204, you know, us come back together. And it being like, you didn't take my calls for two years. So, yeah, I'm going to play hard to get for a second, which only uh, highlights Angelique's pettiness at times, you know. (laughs) She's like, well,
1: I get petty. I understand Petty. Petty understands Petty. So, yes.
3: (laughs) Yes. Okay. It was like you didn't – you are asking for my help. Sorry. Wrong number. Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) Why'd you text me, girl?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, weird. You didn't text me two and a half years ago. Strange. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, um, we we do come back together now. Again, situations have changed. Yet, like you said, uh, Ryan's on this whole other path, whereas it seems – Mm-hmm. That Angelique is still kind of where Ryan thinks she left her.
1: Ah, if but that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And I guess we're gonna have to watch and find out where that mm-hmm. path may lead. A couple more questions before I let you go, Beverly. I know that you're mm-hmm. a, a Gotham fan, as in the fan of the show, a, a Wonder Woman fan. You know this universe in which Batwoman exists. What is it like going from fan of the universe to being a character in that universe?
3: <laughs> it is so cool. My first day on set because um, you know they build some of the sets on the soundstage, and I was like going in for my first fitting. You know, I got a little lost. and I started walking like on the soundstage, and I just like walked in the tunnel of you know the, the subways of Gotham. And I was like, oh! this is so cool! Oh my god. <laughs> How do they do this they're wizards they're all wizards on this set like how I mean you have no oh my gosh you have no idea the amount of talent in the crew mm-hmm. like I mean cast duh like forget about it. the cast Is blow me away but the, the crew the people behind the camera the the props department like the batarang with the, everything looks I mean they build all of this stuff you know like we actually do a lot of practical stunts you know, where like we'll have the thing there, the 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 oil, the the acid, the this, the that, the stuff and, and, and the and the tools and oh my god, it's just like so fascinating. And they build like our apartments, they build our place and you walk in and you're like, This is like an actual home. Like you built a real one hundred percent thing.
1: Not a facade. And it is
3: just- <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, it's like, oh, it's just like, I, I mean, the first day I was like, like totally geeking out, trying to keep my cool, of course, you know, I'm <laughs> not like like, like, face, <laughs> walking around like, pff, whatever. Yeah. Cool tunnel, I guess, you know, while I'm like dying inside. It was just so amazing.
1: Bevan, I have so thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you and I can't hold you, but I did <laughs> want people to know how they could maybe reach out to you on social media and just follow your growth as a performer in person.
3: Oh, thank you. Uh, it's just my name, Bevan Brew, as far as I am concerned. I might be the only Bevan Brew um, on the internet as of now. So I'm pretty easy to find. And yes, I mean, I, I'm all about the fans. Like I, I Anything that you guys make, uh, memes, videos, blah, 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 I'm all about sharing and reposting it because it, it's because of you guys that the show goes on, that these stories get to be told because you guys love it and you enjoy it and you ask for it. And I want to honor that one million percent.
1: She is Bevan Brew, plays Angelique Martin on the CW show, Batwoman, which airs Sundays at 8 p.m. Bevan, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, to learn something from you, learn so much about you. Not only are you a character, you're a fan, too, and that is a wonderful thing. Thank you so much for coming on nerd Thank you. Thank
3: you. Thank you.
1: Hey guys, Mo Kelly here. The new daily Nerdorama podcast is featured on iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to get your daily dose of nerd news. Also available on iTunes, Spreaker, and all the top podcasting apps. It's free and perfect for everyone in your nerd family. Nerdorama is produced by Tawala Sharp and continues to be a segment on The Mo Kelly Show weekends on kfi los angeles hit us up on facebook twitter and instagram at nerdorama news until next time keep it comic
0: let's talk about medical you have a choice and melina makes it easy especially when it comes to the care you need